Welcome to the Front Porch Talks podcast with Grayson Willis and Pastor Margaret Michael, where you'll hear inspiring stories that are filled with hope and good news in Jesus Christ. Welcome to today's broadcast of Front Porch Talks. I'm Grayson Willis. And I'm Margaret Michael. Thank you for joining us today. And today's Father's Day. And uh, I'd like to say a happy Father's Day to my dad, uh, Pastor Kerry Willis. Thank you for everything you've done for me and everything you do for me. And I appreciate you and love you. And uh, actually, we're joined by my dad today. Uh, Dad, how are you doing today? All joy, bro. Thanks for making me a dad. Yep. You certainly did that first. So uh, that's a humbling title, Dad. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that greeting, son. And good to see uh, Pastor Margaret as well. Yeah, it's good to have you on today. Um, You are a father to Grayson and to Allison, but um, you are a father to many. And so we're grateful for your investment in lives over the years. You've invested in quite a few, mine included. Well, those years have passed real quickly, I'll tell you. Uh, So anyway, uh, yeah. Humbled, grateful. I'm a debtor. Yeah, time flies when you're having fun. And thank you to technology, we're able to, even though we're not all in the same room together, we're able to do a video chat, audio call. And Dad, I was just thinking in relation to Father's Day, today being Father's Day, and uh, the times we're in, I thought it would be encouraging if you just shared some testimonies from your life, some examples from your life what you've learned about Father God and how he looks after us and watches over us. So uh, me and Pastor Margaret will interject some things. I'm sure she might have some questions on that topic. But uh, I just thought that would be a good topic for us today, just to talk about Father God. Well, yeah, that's an awesome topic, Grayson. Yeah, when I when I start to think about Father, Father God, uh, I realize that a lot of people have not had the same situation when it comes to Father, and it can be a very difficult day. Uh, Father's Day can be. Uh, But what I have come to know is that regardless of your situation with your earthly father, uh, Father God wants to overwhelm all of that and be the perfect father to all of us. Uh, I was fortunate, your grandfather, my dad, Billy, um, he was not a perfect father, but he probably is about as good as they come uh, on planet Earth. And while he was not God the Father, he pointed me to God the Father. He made it easy for me uh, to imagine Father God. Uh, because he had an unconditional love for me, he believed in me. Uh, he raised me tenderly, but also firmly. And uh, so for me, I am in that uh, subset of people, those who have been given much more, much more is required. So I have uh, tried to be a father figure <laughs> to as many people as I can, especially since my father went on to be with the Lord. Uh, before he left, I tried to get everybody I could to meet my father, and maybe that would help them uh, to have a new idea about what father could be or who father could be in your life. So uh, some uh, people, I don't think it's just men, but a lot of men have a father wound. Um, that's what it's called. And um, it can go pretty deep. And uh, But I think early on, as early as possible, regardless of what your situation was with your father, uh, you need to find forgiveness for your father uh, if he did not do things the way that made it easy for you to see God. 
because forgiveness will cover a multitude of sins. And, of course, forgiveness can only happen as the Lord helps us to do that. He doesn't leave us to forgive on our own. Uh, he will help us with that. Actually, Jesus, on the very worst day of his life, uh, the best day of ours, when he died, uh, he was saying, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And I'm so glad that he said that, not only that he forgave us, but that he said it aloud and it's recorded. It proves that on our very worst days, we can still go to the Father and find forgiveness, which Jesus didn't need. But we can also go to the Father and ask forgiveness for others. So those are kind of things that are on my mind uh, when you first say Father. And uh, fathers are human. You know, they are human. Uh, during this COVID-19 season, we went through or going through, we don't know how long it will last. Uh, I've been careful to tell the pastors that I lead on uh, the Philadelphia District Church of the Nazarene, this is my first time through COVID-19, okay? I don't have any experience in this particular season. But I do know the Father. I know the Father through the Son. And even though everything is unpredictable, we know that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But I was careful to ask them for mercy in advance uh, because uh, I'm human and I haven't been this way before. And so I keep saying, let's keep the unity. That's the main thing during this season. And unity means that there's always love, forgiveness, and friendship between us. And that's kind of a family idea that uh, Father God offers to us, but we need to also offer to others, even sometimes to our fathers. Yeah, as you were talking, Dad, and you were talking about how you had a godly father, and I was fortunate enough to have a godly father, but not everybody has that example, and um, that makes it tough for some people. But uh, we do have Father God who loves us all and uh, is there for us. Like you said, we can go to him in good times or in times of trouble, and he's always there for us. So uh, thank you for sharing that and uh, talk about God as provider or protector? Well, yeah, uh, he is both of those things. <laughs> uh, I was thinking just recently how faithful God has been to me over my whole life. Uh, it really broke me down to tears uh, when I thought about uh, how kind he's been to me. You know, the song we sing, Good, Good Father, it has that line in it, you've been so, so kind to me. And I can barely get past it without tears because he has been such a great, great provider. He really takes care of his own. He knows how to do that. Uh, also, one thought that was kind of hanging over from our last conversation there. You know that I want to say to people today, God's not mad at you. <laughs> He's mad about you. And, you know, it doesn't matter what we've done. We are just one prayer away from a right relationship with Father God because of what Jesus did for us. We're just one prayer away. Some people think they've done too much to approach the Father. You know, we have the story of the prodigal son, of course, and uh, he was in the pig pen, lost everything, you know, went against everything his father had taught him. Uh, but he had to make a big decision whether he was going to die in that pig pen in his sin, uh, in the broken fellowship with his father, or whether he was going to return home. And he must have imagined the goodness of his father. He must have known that deep in his heart, he was probably just one question away from a right relationship with his father. He ended up, the father took over the reconciliation when he showed up. The boy was trying to make his speech for forgiveness, but by the very fact that he showed up, the father knew that he had come home to make things right. So whoever's listening today, I, I just want to say to you, uh, what you have done is not more terrible than what Jesus went through 
because the Father wanted to win you back to himself. And so you can just bow your head right where you are. If you are sincere, God knows your heart. And all you have to do is say, Father, forgive me. You know, forgive me of my wrong and put me back in right relationship with you in the name of Jesus. Okay. And how wonderful is that, that we have a father like that? Now, not all earthly fathers will respond like that to their children. Uh, There are grudges and, you know, people have said, I will never forgive. And some humans, that, that's true. Sadly, that's true. But Father God is waiting, waiting for his children to turn back toward him, to call his name. And uh, he will be there so quick uh, to restore you, to bring reconciliation back into the family of God. So when I think a provider, it's not just the things he's provided for me. I mean, he's provided physical things, uh, food and shelter and transportation and, you know, just clothing, everything that I've needed. But the main thing he has provided is that mercy that said when I was lost in sin, son, I'm here and you just need to turn your face to me and pray one prayer and you and I will be back in unity again. That's why what Jesus did on behalf of the Father and on behalf of us is so wonderful. And on Father's Day, I can't go past Father's Day without thinking about Father God. He truly is provider. Now, you said God has something else. I, I missed that part, Grayson. Protector, I said. Oh, yeah. Well, I think we won't know till we get to heaven how much he's protected us from. <laughs> that is for sure. But it's like a, a father or a mother, you know, uh, in a park with a two-year-old, you know. Uh, that two-year-old has no idea what that parent has protected him or her from. I mean, that's just wild. I like to watch families sometimes with small children, and I like to imagine all the trouble that kid would have gotten in if that father or mother had not been there, you know, bringing that protection. So, yeah, he is the protector. You know, just like in COVID-19, I don't look forward to getting sick with that, or certainly I don't look forward to the dying process. I'm not afraid of death. It's dying that I'm not excited about. But the idea is I know that COVID-19 is not going to come to me unless the Father allows it because I am in right relationship with him through Jesus Christ. And so uh, I'm covered, you know, by the Lord. And so if something happens, uh, he'll just be with me in it, you know. I heard a great message recently. Uh, my dear friend Sam Vassell, who is a district superintendent in New York City, he shared with some of our pastors for an hour one day on a Zoom call. And he spoke to us from Psalm 23 and verse 4. I believe it's verse 4, where it says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. So when we go through death, we haven't. None of the three of us have died yet. But when our time comes, uh, we don't need to fear it because he will protect us from it. I mean, we will go through it, but his protection will go with us. His presence, really. you know. So he is a protector. And I've heard people say, I don't know how folk even lay their head down in the world we live in without knowing God. Well, I would be a part of that group. I don't know how you do either. But I did do it for a while, and what a gamble it was with my soul. I don't worry about crazy things anymore, like what if the house burns down, or you know, what if a jet crashes in my bedroom? I used to worry about all that stuff, and I should have, because I was out of relationship with God. But now that I'm in his protection again, whatever comes my way, it may not be easy, but I will not face it alone. So to me, that's the protection, is that his presence is everything to me. You know, in these days, I have said so often that my faith has become so precious. Like, it is such a precious gift to have faith. And I can't imagine what it would be like not to have faith in these days. And we're one prayer away from faith, right? One prayer away. And as believers, each person that we know that is not a believer, 
um, they're one person away from God if we are in relationship with that person. Um, I believe Pastor Sam said that. I'm not sure that's the original speaker of that thought, but I remember him saying that, and it really impacted me. It gives us some responsibility as believers and how we engage the world around us. And there's a scripture um, I recently did a little work into, study on, after someone asked me a question about it. And this is in the Passion Translation in Psalm 139. And it's such a picture of God and who He desires to be in our life. This translation says, You have gone into my future to prepare the way, and in kindness you follow behind me to spare me from the harm of my past. With your hand of love upon my life, you impart a blessing to me. That is just powerful. And this is what you're talking about, uh, Pastor Kerry. And we don't have to fear because he's went before us and he comes in behind us and he hymns us. The, um, a lot of translations use that wording that he hymns us in. And it's beautiful language uh, to understand what that looks like for us as God's children. And he desires to do that for every person. Um, he is our protector um, and our provider. Well, if I had one conversation with you, Pastor Margaret, where I didn't hear the word hymned or tapestry, I would wonder if you were really on your game. Uh, because those are two words that they really talk about the closeness we have uh, in the family of God. But it's the Father who makes all that happen. Right. Uh, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, in Second Peter 3 and verse 9, some people wonder, why hasn't God come back and called this whole thing off? I mean, all the evil in the world. I've asked that before. But I find the answer in Second Peter 3, 9. For God is not willing that anyone would perish, but that everyone would come to repentance. And I believe that the COVID-19 season has been and is still a pause that Father God is given, trying to get his children to look his way and to get his children home. Uh, I feel that with all my heart. And that's kind of a hemmed in idea. He wants, you know, as a father, when my children were living in my home, <laughs> uh, I kept real close watch on them, you know, vigilant. You know, when we would go places, you know, I didn't want to lose my kids kind of thing. Uh, it would be an incomplete uh, movement forward without my whole family. And I'm just trying to imagine what Father God is thinking, how his mind must just be broken because he's done all he can do, really. And still doing all he can do to get his children hemmed in, to get them back into the family, to bring them into the tapestry uh, of forever in his presence. I had a pastor on Sunday who told me that uh, he was going to do a drive-in service up in uh, near Allentown, Pennsylvania, and he was going to preach on hell. <laughs> and uh, I talked with him a few minutes. I said, first of all, don't do it unless you've got a tear in your eye and a cry in your voice. And I said that the second idea is make sure the people know that the most awful thing about hell will be separation from the Father who loved you so much that he gave his one and only Son that you could be with him forever. That's going to be the greatest heartache and the greatest pain of hell itself. And it has to do with being separated from the family of God. But that begins with Father God. So true. Yeah, Dad, thank you for sharing that. And uh, when I think of Father God, Father is one of the first things I think of. I mean, he's many things. I've mentioned provider, protector. He's also healer. And uh, maybe you have some thoughts on that. I mean, we talk about God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So I think he's 
first of all, Father. Any other thoughts or maybe stories or encouragement that you have when it comes to God being Father that you've either learned from your life or experienced from your life? Well, yeah. I mean, being a father is the, you know, the toughest assignment <laughs> that you'll ever get. Well, maybe being a husband is tied with it, but uh, <laughs> those are important titles. They're roles. They're not just titles. And uh, I think it's very important for the young father who might be listening. Uh, you're not going to do everything right, so don't act in front of your kids like you know everything. Kids are smart enough to know you don't. And so the best thing is is to be honest with your kids. Um, Grayson, I remember one time you were probably about eight years old. Your sister was probably about six. And uh, you all got in a tussle, you know, a few of those around our house. But we were living at the time over in the parsonage in Harrisonburg. We hadn't been in Harrisonburg very long. Uh, we were young parents, Kim and I, and uh, you and your sister got into a, a fight, an argument, or whatever, and uh, I kind of came on late, <laughs> and uh, you looked like the guilty one to me, and so I disciplined you, and she went to her room, closed the door, and then that night when I went to tuck you guys in, uh, she fessed up that she had actually been the culprit of that particular tussle. And, uh, you know, I didn't discipline her because it was enough pain to know you had taken her discipline. <laughs> but I remember coming to your room and uh, asking for your forgiveness and told you that I had really, really messed up and I wish I could go back and have the day over. And I'll never forget what you said to me. You said, Dad, uh, pretty soon it'll be morning and I won't even remember anymore. <laughs> So, uh, you know, that was the highlight in my life that you forgave me. So as fathers, sometimes we need to ask forgiveness, you know, not just offer it. Now, Father God doesn't need to ask forgiveness. That really separates us. But, you know, we feel this sense because we're the oldest. And another thing I want to say to the fathers, uh, James Sproul, who has been like a spiritual father to me. My dad was a spiritual father, but I've had others. And uh, uh, James Sproul sat me down. I was visiting his home in Tennessee. And, Grayson, you were about to be like 18, 19 years old. I don't remember. But uh, James said, now, Carrie, I need you to listen to me. I'm going to tell you a life lesson. It's going to be very important for you to do what I tell you. And I said, okay. And so I listened. And he said, now, Grayson has come to an age where you need to quit talking to him like a son and start talking to him like a brother or a friend. And I had to let him qualify that and explain it. He said, now, you'll still be the father. He'll still be the son. And there'll be times when that's appropriate. He said, but the way that you talk with him, you need to show him the respect of a brother or a friend. Now, I haven't always done that, but I want to tell you there, brother, Brother Grayson, my son, <laughs> I would have really blown it if my mentor had not told me that. And I watch fathers still today, and whenever I can get in on a conversation to help them, I do. I see them still talking down to their grown children, like they're still toddlers, you know, and uh, it's just overwhelming. It is. Uh, it breaks the human spirit. Uh, but maybe no one ever told them, you know, maybe they just, that's all they've ever known. So I'm not pointing a guilty finger, but I am trying to give freedom to parents. Young parents, you're going to need some forgiveness. <laughs> Older parents, you're going to need some forgiveness. You know, you're going to need forgiveness from your kids. <laughs> so uh, that'll help you. That'll help you sleep better at night. It's a good word. I think that in these days, especially with everyone quarantined or at least in a stay at home situation, there's probably been a few moments in a few households um, oh my, probably oh my. thoughts are going through minds they're going through my mind right now my kids are grown so you know, thanks for that i you know moms can 
they can uh, definitely benefit from that advice as well. I think that's powerful advice. Um, it's called respect, and um, it goes both ways. If we want our children to respect mm-hmm. us, we certainly must that's respect right. them as they, if they're young or if they are adults. They definitely, uh, we can learn a lot from children. Mothers and fathers can learn a lot from their children if they'll listen. Oh, my. Yes. I'll tell you, I did learn something from my daughter, Allison. Not just something. I learned a lot of somethings from her. <laughs> um, she and I kind of have more of the same you know, filter. And so we kind of communicate it pretty clearly together uh, through life. Uh, she looks like me on the inside, like her mom on the outside. So that's a good thing. But uh, anyway, I remember one time, I, uh, and this will help parents who are listening. I'm being very vulnerable. I was really being judgmental in her life. I think I was trying to help her. I know my heart was right. I wanted to do right. But uh, I was overstepping the boundaries just a little. And uh, she was by now, you know, 20 years old. And I was uh, still kind of being kind of hard on her. And uh, I won't tell the whole story, but when it came to a head, I asked for forgiveness from her when I realized what I had done. And I said, Allison, I've never raised a grown daughter. You're going to have to talk to me. Help me to know how to do this. And what she said next was just off the charts. She said, well, just be my dad, not my God. Mm, (laughs) She said, "Uh, I need you to be my dad, but you can't be my God, dad, you know. Uh, and I should have known that, actually, because when she was a little girl, another one of those tucky in the bed nights, which I miss like crazy uh, these days. But one night, uh, you know, Grayson, he always prayed, you know, like a saint. You could hear every word and uh, dictation was good. And <laughs> I agreed with him as he prayed. Well, Alice was more of a mumbler when she prayed, you know. And so one night she was praying and I couldn't hear her. And so I said, Allison, pray louder. I can't hear you. She said, duh, Dad, I'm not praying to you. <laughs> So you can learn something from your children. I am just here to report. Uh, if you will learn from them, uh, your kids will make you sharper and uh, they'll make you wiser. And we are in this together. You know, we really are. Well, Pastor Kerry, thank you for uh, just sharing today from your heart, your father's heart. We heard from your heart, but I believe we heard from the heart of God. And um, that's what it's all about. And that's good. I'm grateful for that, but I wonder if you just have any light moments that maybe something, a Father's Day memory from years past, something that just is a good memory for you. It might help some other people look back today and remember their own um, years as a parent. So we'd mm -hmm. love to hear it. Yeah, I I think uh, for young parents, uh, you know, this will probably apply more. But um, early on, I had someone in my life uh, tell me, uh, make sure you spend time with your children individually, you know, not just always with the family uh, or always with all the kids. And so when my kids were really young, I started with Grayson. Uh, We started a dad and Sunday and uh, then the daughter's day out, you know, kind of thing. And I would spend a half a day, you know, with each kid individually. And Mm -hmm. boy, I miss those days. Uh, but Grayson, I remember early on in, in life, he loved trains, you know, and we didn't have a lot of trains where we lived, but we would go on a train hunt, you know, and go find trains on a Saturday when they were not running. And I'd let him climb up on the trains. I even take his picture on the trains. And uh, we would generally end up probably 
having a Happy Meal at McDonald's or something like that. But uh, occasionally we even had a steak together. Uh, but it, I wanted the day to be special, and I just wanted to be his father for a half a day, you know, and him be my son. And then with his, his sister, my daughter, Allison, I did the same thing. And uh, I remember one day I spent a half a day with her. She was probably only two years old, maybe three. It was like the most beautiful day we ever spent. You know, if you look at all the days and uh, I took her to a Chinese restaurant <laughs> and I, she had never been. And uh, it was kind of dark in there. The lights were low. And uh, she got up across from me at the table on her knees and she said, Dad, it's dark in here. I said, yeah, this is where people come who love each other. And she took my hand on the table and said, Daddy, we love each other. <laughs> you know, so those moments that I spent, you know, with my children and I would go on with Grace and you know, baseball games. That became a big deal. But pitching baseball every season, I mean, we pitched with snow on the ground, uh, playing catch, some people call it. We did a lot of baseball together, traveled to Major League Baseball games. And then Alice and I ate a lot of Chinese lunches together. <laughs> and we took a lot of days on the beach. Alice liked photography, which I was a professional photographer for a long time. And so I would take her camera and my camera, and we would go take pictures. And we even started a club at the church. You might remember it, Everyday Creativity, the photo club. And Allison got so good. We had a competition, you know, every quarter or whatever. She beat me in the competition. Actually, she won best of show, and I got first place. And she never let me forget it. And it was the greatest day of my life that my daughter beat me out, you know. So spending time with your children individually, and I've taught that to men for a lot of years. And occasionally I'll get a text from one saying, I'm on a daddy-daughter date today. Thanks, you know. And uh, if you can do those things, do it. Now back to the kids quickly, and I'll close. If your father's living today, don't let that pass you by. Uh, my dad went in 2014 to be with the Lord, and I miss him every day of my life. theres I don't think there's a day of my life I don't think about my dad. And I miss his voice. I'm glad Verizon voicemail. Well, I have his voice. He left me a voicemail. I, I listen to it all the time. But uh, there will come a time when there will be a, at least a brief separation uh, from those that we love who are in the Lord. We'll see them again in heaven. But if I could have one more day to do anything in the world, I would like to have one more day with my dad in the Pamlico Sound of North Carolina near Ocracoke Island on his shrimp trawler. I'd like to have one more day and one more night with him because I love spending time with my dad at his work, you know, which was really identity for our family. So if you can do that today, <laughs> you know, make sure you reach out, take a walk with your dad, make a phone call, uh, send a text, an email. I don't know your relationship. Or you might have to go to a cemetery, you know and say a few things. Uh, it's never too late uh, to say the right things that we need to say. I've sent a lot of people to cemeteries through my ministry and told them to go and stand and say some things over their loved ones that their loved one may or may not hear it. I don't know how that works, but you will be able to say it. It will set you free. Uh, maybe you need to forgive them. Maybe you need to say, I, uh, I hope you'll forgive me. Or maybe you just need to say, I love you and I miss you. Mm -hmm. uh, but let's not forget those moments uh, when we have them in our hands. Uh, Bill Gloria Gaither had a song, and in it, uh, they talked about time. And they talked about how precious time was. And they talked about how it slips through our fingers like sand. Yesterday's gone, and tomorrow may never come. But we have this moment today. And so live in the present. <laughs> make sure that you're present in the present and the future will take care of itself as long as we know the father through the son by the power of the holy spirit thank you for sharing that dad and as you were talking 
memories just came back of going and hunting for trains or going to Major League Baseball games together. And uh, I'm sure we'll have more memories to make in the future. And uh, also talking about Papa, you were talking about spending uh, summers on his boat. I remember one summer getting the privilege to go one or two weeks with him. So that brought back fond memories also. Thank you for joining us today. And thank you for sharing with us. And uh, just in closing, you could just say a quick father's blessing over anybody who's listening. Maybe they didn't have a good relationship with a father, or maybe they didn't have a Christian father, but maybe just say a a prayer of blessing uh, over those that are listening, a father's blessing. I will do that. And Grace said, I just take one moment to say to you, uh, there have been some times I failed you. I hope you've forgiven me for each of those because we do love each other, and it's all joy for me to be with you and Pastor Margaret. Thanks for carrying this ministry on. Uh, that's for another time, but uh, it means a lot to the Lord. It means a lot to the community, but it means a, a lot to me. Lord Jesus, today, I speak blessing over whoever might be listening. Uh, I pray the Father's blessing in this. Lord, would you bring into right relationship all of your children who are seeking your heart even now? And Lord, we want to see your children make it home just like you do. And Lord, we don't want to be content making it on our own. We want to influence some others, Lord. So help our lives, like Pastor Marker was saying earlier. I heard it in my mind when she was talking. Let our lives be a signpost that point others to you. Uh, Lord, we want your presence to be alive in us. And when people encounter us, when they walk away, may they also have a deep sense that they encountered you. Because Lord, you live in us and you are are the essence of who we are. And so, Lord, keep us close to your heart. Draw near to us as we draw near to you. And bring a blessing to Front Porch Talks. Thank you for Harrisonburg, First Church of the Nazarene, Pastor Adrian's leadership, as he's becoming the father to many there, the role that I played once, but he now is in the present. And I pray that you would give him favor like he has never known. He has four kids of his own, so he's going to learn a lot of lessons that he'll be able to share down the road. But I pray a blessing over the flock, and I thank you, God, for this opportunity. In the precious name of Jesus, amen. Dad, thank you for joining us today. It's been good to have you. 10-4. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Front Porch Talks. I pray that as my dad, Pastor Kerry Willis, has shared about God as Father, that has been a half hour of hope for your life. May God bless. Front Porch Talks is sponsored by Harrisonburg First Church of the Nazarene in partnership with Sunshine Ministries. Thanks for listening to today's podcast of Front Porch Talks. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe for updates and the latest episodes. Also, if you're in the Harrisonburg, Rockingham County area, we invite you to listen on the radio each Sunday at noon on 1470 AM or 102.1 FM WBTX.